you to do something for me. I want you to get a big smile on your face. Can you do that? I know it's hard. Now look up. Say, Happy Father's Day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, wanna, I just want to take a few minutes to teach uh, a little lesson. If Jesus was standing right before you, uh, let me do Danny. Don't get rejected. <laughs> if Jesus was standing right before you and you had a physical ailment and he said, I came here to heal you, would you believe that he came to heal you? Right. Amen. Would you ask him, oh, please heal me, please heal me? No. Why? Because he said that he was going to heal you. That's what a word of knowledge is. A word, of knowledge is, a word of knowledge is that you don't have to, I mean, you can't get prayer, but a word of knowledge means that Jesus is standing right there and saying, I want to heal you. So the reason I said that is uh, we've gotten ourselves into religious things, you know, and religion is good. How many of you know if you hadn't had religion, you wouldn't have got saved in the first place? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, I had a couple of words of knowledge on the way to church. Um, I had a p sharp pain go through my left elbow. Anybody does that relate to? Hey, if it, don't, if it doesn't relate, you say, oh, he missed it. It could be somewhere else. I do have sometimes. Sometimes. Well, it only came just a flash. Was it a sharp pain? I actually said, Ow. All right. All right, we'll just say in the name of Jesus, I receive my healing. How about your knees? Anybody with knee problems? Okay. Well, in the name of Jesus, we just decree that you are healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. By faith, move those knees. And one other one. Uh, this one wasn't. I didn't have this today, but I had it. Um, an ear, left ear, sharp pain, left ear. Anybody have sharp pain, left ear? All right, well, be healed in the name of Jesus. We just decree that you are healed. <laughs> of course, that could probably help, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, I would like for us, uh, happy Father's Day, by the way, to all of you fathers, and for the, all, all of you that want to be fathers, hallelujah, wannabes, well, you wannabes, <laughs> praise the Lord. All right, um, Katie said something this morning, she said, all we want you to be is like, is have your identity fixed, your identity fixed. And I just want to say, um, Yes, it is my fault. <laughs> Not my fault. Excuse me. All right. Um, in Acts chapter 2, verse 25, it says this, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. 
Now, that's the New King James. There's another translation that says, I put the Lord before my face. Hallelujah. I put the Lord before my face. You know, if you, uh, if, if you start to um, put the Lord before your face, you're going to have, um, you're going to be like him. Who you hang around, you become like. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Now, I know this is a prophetic word if you're into the scriptures. This is a prophetic word concerning Jesus, but how many of you know that Jesus' promises also apply to us? Some of them. Hallelujah. I always set the Lord before my face. He is at my right hand. So close your eyes. Oh, no, now he's getting into new age. (laughs) I always set the Lord before my face. Sounds like something he does. You know what the Lord looks like? Well, he'll look different probably. I always saw him in a robe and a brown tunic. But he is at my right hand that I may not be moved. How many of you know there is a scripture that says, I will never leave you nor forsake you? So do you think that it's possible that he's always there? All right, so in 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is one way that you can have your soul prosper by having the Lord always before your face. Now, you don't have to. You just know that he's there. There used to be a commercial, I can't see it, but I know it's there. I can't see it, but I know it's there. So when he is there, you might not see him, but if you open your spiritual eyes, you will be able to see him. He is before you, and he is at your right hand. How about smiling at him? You know, if God says something to you, do you think you ought to ask him for it? says, I, I'm going to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And then you come along and say, oh, Lord, please take care of my finances. Well, he already said he's going to do it. It's awful quiet in this Pentecostal church. It's not a Pentecostal church. I don't know what it is. Hallelujah. I was thinking before the service, we are, we are part of the great experiment. The great experiment. How many of you know that when, what was the guy, William Penn, when he came to Pennsylvania, he decided that he was going to create a great experiment so that everybody would be treated right. Everybody would be treated equal. Everybody would be treated with 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 love and respect. So I believe that we are part of the great experiment. I believe that this church is set apart for the great experiment. I believe that we are to reach out to people that other ones might not reach out to. I believe that we are going to touch our community with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ through the love of Christ. Now don't get scared because, the, because perfect love casts out all fear. 
So as you, so as you are before the Lord in the presence of the Lord, he, he pours out his love upon you. Therefore, he, he's going to remove all fear. Now, that chatterbox thing, I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought, well, that kind of goes along with my message. But uh, also, when I was watching that other video, <laughs> you ever notice when they do workout videos, they don't have guys that are 65? <laughs> it's always those guys in their 20s, you know, maybe early 30s, you know, we're just, Hallelujah. Now, there are guys like that, but to me, it seems like a rarity. Anyway, just a thought. <laughs> so, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Your, your prosperity is dealing not just with your financial, or your wallet, your checkbook. Your prosperity deals with your mind. Your prosperity deals with your family. Your prosperity deals with your relationships. Your prosperity deals with how we are going to affect our community. If we are afraid of our community, we're not going to reach out to it. If we are afraid of, of government, we're not going to reach out to it. Say, well, government's bad. <laughs> but if we don't love that government, we'll never change it. Hallelujah. You are, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You're filled with divine power. And God is going to use you to touch people that you never dreamed or imagined that you were going to touch. And I believe that it's going to come on some of you so quick that you're going to wonder how you got into it. You know, when you wonder how you got it, have you ever driven? Like the other day I was driving. And you ever wonder how you got there? Not all the time, but, you know, I, you just want to... Well, you're going to wonder how you got into the situation where God has opened the doors to where you are influencing education, you're influencing government, you're influencing law enforcement, you are influencing mountains, you are influencing places that have authority over your community. And you really didn't even try to set it up. It was just something that happened because... You have set the Lord before your face. He is at your right hand. You know, a lot of times God does stuff that we don't ask him to do. He does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. The reason he has to do that is because your mind's too small. We always ask too small. Thank you, Jesus. Well, so as your soul prospers, you know God's into prosperity. Hallelujah. So let's go to uh, Jeremiah 30, 33. Jeremiah 33 and verse 9. You say, wow, he's quick. No, I have my pages folded. <laughs> Jeremiah 33, I think it's in verse 9. Yes, it is. It says, then it shall be to, to me for a name of joy, a praise, and then honor before all nations of the earth, who shall hear of all the good that I do to them. God's into doing you good. 
Now, I don't know what your father was like. I don't know what your, your granddaddy was like. I don't care. The reality is, is the more you are fixed on him, the more he is before your face, the more you're open to hear his voice, you're going to be able to see that he is for your good. And not only that, it says the nations are going to hear all that the good that the Lord does for you. How about that? Destiny, you're going over, over there, over there. It's the wrong direction, but you're going over there. And God is going to release on you a favor and an anointing that you're going to be able to minister the power of God. And it's even going to be like, man, I didn't even try to do it. Hallelujah. You're going to release the power of God. You're going to release words. You know, sometimes we just say things because we around people. I was going to say you can release the prophetic word, but you don't even have to release the prophetic. You don't have to say, thus saith the Lord, or I sense the Lord. Just say it. Just say it. I see the Lord blessing you, and I see the Lord opening doors. As a matter of fact, I was in Sheets the other day, thanks to Katie. <laughs> I'd already been to Sheets. Actually, I was on assignment. I'm going to this school where I have, I have to do outreach. Cold call. That's the thing I hate the worst. But anyway, so anyway, I, uh, as I was driving home, I saw a picture of Sheets in my mind. <laughs> Well, I wasn't really hungry, so I knew it had to be God. And so I drove to Sheets, and I was just looking around. I didn't sense anything, Jack. I sensed I should go down to uh, Giant and get some fried chicken. That's what I was sensing. <laughs> so I got in my car. I went down, and I was still looking around, and I didn't see anything. I got my fried chicken. I was on my way home, and I get a text that says, I need you to go to Sheets. And so I turned around, went to Sheets, and um, I walked in, and the Lord dropped in my spirit a word for the cashier. Now, he's the guy that waited on me earlier. I could have tried to force it before, but I got a word. And I just saw leadership all over him. Here he is behind the counter working at Sheets, but I saw leadership all, all over this guy, and I said, hey, man, I said, I see leadership all over you. And I believe the, I don't, I take that back. I didn't mention the Lord. I didn't want to freak him out. But I just told him that he had a gift of leadership. And, oh, I forgot to tell you the other part. But anyway, he got a big old smile. He liked that. But, you know, when I tried to force it, I would try to force it down at Giant, you know. So I was at Giant. And I uh, was at the cashier. I needed help because it was a self-serve. <laughs> I don't know why I go to the self-serve. But anyway, it's supposed to be fast. It takes me twice as long. But anyway. So anyway, um, I said, you know, this might sound strange, but I believe the Lord speaks to us. I'm going to this school. We're learning to hear the voice of God and yada, yada. I said, and this actually dropped in my spirit, the Lord really likes you. You know, you can love people because you're told to. I love you, but I don't really like you. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? <laughs> but anyway, I, I did, and she, she, she was professional. She had to give me that smile. 
which I could tell fear. She's like thinking, oh, God, get this guy out of here. Maybe it wasn't God. I don't know. But she's saying, get this guy out of here. But anyway, the reality is, is we've got to see that the, lo- that the Lord loves people. And he wants to reach out to them. God, the scripture says that God is love and he wants to prosper them. If they only see themselves as insufficient, they will never prosper. If you only see yourself as insufficient, you will never prosper. Hosea chapter 3 and verse 5. Hallelujah. Hosea chapter 3 and verse 5. It says, Afterwards, the children of Israel shall return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, which is actually Jesus here. They shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. There's another mention of God being good. I didn't want to start out with God is good. Can somebody get me a tissue? I don't want to start out with God is good because we always have that thing, you know, all the time and all the time. God is good. Well, that's okay to say, but the reality is, thank you. When we, get, when we get to the place where it doesn't mean anything to us, it doesn't mean anything. If it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. So I wanted to start out. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that, but God is good. And the scripture says that the nations are going to see the goodness of the Lord come upon us. You say, well, that's for Israel. That's also for us. We have a better covenant with better promises. Turn to somebody and say, it's good. It's It's all good. Thank you, Lord. Well, in uh, Ephesians, I'm sorry, Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It says this. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit. How many of you know that you have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Not just when you need Him all the time. Let's go back to that phrase, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Well, the Holy Spirit is good all the time. He's not just good when you need to get out of a jam. He's good all the time. I was just thinking this morning, you know, the older I get, the more I get told what to do. (laughs) When I was a kid, I didn't like that. I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do, especially parents. Hallelujah. Don't look shocked. Do you like doing everything you're told to do? Don't answer that. (laughs) because your dad was looking right at you. (laughs) But you know, uh, I find out it takes off a lot of pressure. It takes off a lot of pressure. And see, if we don't don't learn to do what we're told, then we're going to miss out on what the Spirit of God says to us. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit talks to you, and it's not always, I love you. I sure love you. It's not always I love you. Sometimes it's do this. Sometimes it's don't go on the freeway. Because if he didn't say because, he just said don't go on the freeway. 
And so I ended up in the ditch because I went on the freeway. So the Holy Spirit will say things to you, because, and it's all for your good. But if you have a problem with being told what to do, then you're going to miss it. You know, Ford used to have a commercial that says, Ford has a better idea. It's true. Is it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You've been around your dad too much. See, I, that goes right along with my sermon. Whoever you hang around, you become like. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So anyway, for as many as are led by the Spirit, well, there it is. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whom we cry, Abba, Father. There should be, if, you don't, if you're not saying that, you need to start saying, Daddy, Father. Actually, that's what Abba means. Daddy. Abba, Abba, Daddy, Papa. Whatever term of endearment you can think of and look up and smile at him and tell him that you love him. Smile at him every once in a while. You know, if, uh, have, you know, I know it doesn't happen here, but have you ever been around somebody that's always looking at you with a glare? You just love being around them, don't you? You just love it. The reality is, is that you know, our facial expressions say a lot. That doesn't mean they're always mad at you. Their life could just be terrible. You could even think in your mind, I don't want to talk to that person. But the reality is, is whoever the Spirit leads us to, that's who we're going to... He, he's going to cause us to prosper. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. A prosperous soul is one that listens to the Spirit. Just a thought. I just got that. A prosperous soul is one that listens to the Spirit. Actually, the prosperous soul has gotten over themselves. Have you ever... Have you ever gotten over yourself? You're all that in a pack of cookies or something like that. You never got over yourself? Praise God. I was glad. I was glad when I got over myself. Sometimes it still tries to come up. But I was glad when I got over myself. I was glad when I didn't have to be this or that. I was glad when I didn't have to uh, put on a good front. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. If I don't seem like, well, never mind. Um, he says, you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. I just want to talk about that last verse for a moment. He's not talking about suffering sickness and disease. 
He's not even talking about suffering poverty. What he's talking about is the sufferings of Christ. How many of you know that Christ suffered persecution? So the suffering, if you suffer with him, you're suffering the persecutions of Christ. Not everybody's going to like you. I know that's tough to know. You know, you, one, one guy said when his, you know, he was an only child. And he grew, I'm not pointing at you. I just thought, I'm looking at Steve and he's, no, you're not an only child. Are you an only child? Half sister, okay. But anyway, this guy was an only child. And so the parents just really dumped it on him, you know. And uh, they said, oh, you're so special. You're so, you're so smart. You're so, you know, they just dumped it on him, you know. And so he went to college and he did all that. And he felt like he was going to go into the ministry. <laughs> and so when he got into his first pastorate, he was wondering why they didn't think he was so special. <laughs> You know, he wasn't as special as what his parents said he was. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I know my father, my heavenly father thinks I am. But the reality is, is maybe not everybody else does. But don't take it personal. Turn to somebody and say, don't take it personal. So, um, father is, you know, Usually Mother's Day, a lot of uh, mothers hear how they are supposed to measure up to the Proverbs 31 woman. But wow, who wrote that? It was the mother-in-law that told the son what her, what her bride should be. And now this day, I'm telling you what, you know, fathers, they're supposed to be like their daddy God. That's even tougher than the other one. But the bottom line is he loves you. He loves you. He cares for you. And so I just want to show you what uh, Father God is like. He's very validating. Turn to somebody say, and say validating. validating. Ask, him if, ask him if they know what validating is. It means to say encouraging words about. It means to say good things about. Okay? So we, we're familiar with the... Uh, in this isn't the only time it was said either, but Matthew chapter 3, the father said to Jesus, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But, you know, that's one thing to think, well, that, that's good for Jesus, but what about me? Turn to somebody and say, what about me? What about you? Psalm 16, verse 3, it says, As for the saints who are on the earth, you say, well, that counts me out, brother. I'm not a saint. You are a saint. If you're born again, if you've asked Jesus, if you have a relationship with God, the Scripture says that you are saints. Saints means set apart, sanctified, brought, brought in for God's purpose. You are saints. You're saints. So he says... As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is my delight. Wow. Not only, God says, you are excellent ones. You're excellent. You are his delight. You're his delight. Almost sounds like pizza delight. <laughs> 
Mm. Haven't had a pizza for a long time. Be nice. Melody's still gone. I could <laughs> slip on down to Pizza Delight. <laughs> but you are excellent in his sight. You are his delight. I remember a prophetic word came over me, and I had a hard time with it. And the prophetic word was, you are my beloved. This is somebody speaking to me. That the father said, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Well, my analytical mind goes to the scripture and says, well, that's just talking about Jesus. But the reality is, it basically says the same thing here, that we are the excellent ones and there is much delight. We are a delight to his heart. Hallelujah. So... Father is empowering, Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. You say, well, that was Jesus, Acts 1, 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Also in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, according to the, what? According to the power that works in you. He will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all things, according to the power that works in you. Now, how many of you would think of calling God a liar? Oh, Lord, I'm so weak. I'm so weak. I want to sing, I'm so lonesome I could cry, but it doesn't really fit. <laughs> The reality is, is he's placed a power within you that does more than you can ask or think. The reality is that you will experience that, you will experience that the more you're in his presence and the more you follow the flow. The flow. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, the Father is also forgiving. And restoring. You know, I'm not going to talk about, uh, I'm not going to read this, but in Luke chapter 15, verse 21, the father had two sons. Do you know that he had to restore them both? There was the prodigal that got his inheritance and left, but then there was the son that never left, and he had a bad attitude about the father. He said, you'd never give me even a calf. You wouldn't give me a calf just so I could have, have, uh, have a party with my friends. Didn't invite him. The reality is, is, the pro, is, the, is actually the prodigal father because he lavished his sons. He lavished his sons. Thank you, Jesus. So he's forgiving and he is restoring. Turn to somebody and say, do you need to be restored? Part of restoration is also just uh, is knowing. You just got to know. Yes. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. If you don't know that you're restored, then you don't have a prosperous soul. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 8 says, Come. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be wool. 
Thank you, Jesus. Also, the Father never abandons you. You're never alone. John, uh, John 14, verse 23, and Jesus, and Jesus answered and said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him. Say, the Father loves me. And will come and make, come to him and make our abode. I have a, I have an, un, I have a godly belief that um, I formed years ago. That God liked me so, uh, liked me so, so much that He decided to come and live with me. Said father issues. Now you're good. You don't have no father issues. That's right. You don't. He's right behind you. <laughs> the reality is, is a lot of people have father issues, and they don't, they don't realize the love that the father has for them. You could even have a good father. Never yelled at you, not provided for you. But when he came home from work, he just sat in front of the TV and didn't interact with you. Just a thought. You know, God will help you if you ask him. Say, well, I'm not the perfect father. I remember one time I wasn't the perfect husband either. And uh, I was... Uh, it was outside before church. This was on Center Street. So this tells you how long ago. It was a long, long time ago. Do, do, do. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway. Bye. Anyway. I started, I listened to that song one time. It took me a month to get it out of my head. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Don't even bring it up. Hallelujah. So the father said that the father spoke to me and he said, I said, oh, Lord, how do I love my wife? Or, and he spoke to me and he said, uh, you do it by action first and the feelings come. Because I was waiting for a feeling. Because I just got this feeling. I didn't have that feeling. I lost that loving feeling. <laughs> Woo, that loving feeling. <laughs> Bring back that love. I lost it. But the Lord said, just, just start acting like you do. Well, I could do that. And that worked. Hallelujah. Some people, uh, I just found out that some people say, where is he getting these songs? You've got to realize, I even listened to songs from the 1940s. Anyway. Moonlight, and Moonlight Serenade. Oh, I love Moonlight Serenade. Anybody, Lynn, are you familiar with Moonlight Serenade? I figured. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you're old, but you probably heard, heard it on the radio. They were playing oldies. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. He never abandons us. Let your con uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
It's nice that he hears that, but now for me to appropriate it, I got to do something. Turn to somebody and say, I got to do something. So that I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can men, man do to me. So the reality is, is that God makes these promises, but now I connect with them by, by confessing, by agreeing. And, you know, we're not trying to change God. We're trying to change our minds so that our minds become prosperous. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. My, if my mind is not prosperous, then even though good things happen to me, I don't see them as good. There's a scripture uh, I just saw the other day. I wish I uh, had, I'll find it again. But um, it talks about some people that, you know, when, when, when they're in trouble or they've been through trouble, they can never see anything good. Even though good things happen, they don't see them as good. They don't see them as good. The reality is, is you've got so much good going in your favor. If you, uh, one, of the, one of the things that's really good about marriage counseling, I don't do it, but you, I, send them to, I send you to people that probably do a better job. That's just my thought. But, you know, people focus on 10% of the problem and forget about the 90% that's positive. What did I just say? I said there's some people we cannot see good because we're just focusing on the 10%. Don't be a 10%er, be a 90%er. Ooh, you can be a, a 99 percenter, because I just thought of a song. <laughs> None of you probably, Lynn might. <laughs> Back in the day, we, uh, we used to, they used to, when the spy movies first started coming out, they, somebody wrote a song and said, Oh, 99, da 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 Oh, nine, oh, 99, I love you, do, do. Anyway, I'll sing it for you later. <laughs> maybe, maybe you didn't listen to that. Anyway, you can be, why, you know, why focus, why focus on the negative when you got so, many, so much going for you? So you? You've been watching Hee Haw too much. You might not even, anybody remember Hee Haw? Room despair and agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Room despair and agony on me. Some people live. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we're getting out of that. We're going to be the 99ers that, positive on, that focus on the positive. Father is no respecter of persons. So if he's blessing someone else, he blesses you. Father is a good communicator. He doesn't cut you out. And these, 
If you think God doesn't talk to you, it's, it's because you're unfamiliar with how he's speaking to you. Don't have time for that. But he's always speaking. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The Father is an acceptor. An acceptor. I don't know if that's right. But he accepts you. The scripture says in Ephesians 1, you are accepted in the beloved. And Ephesians also said it, uh, it tells us that our Father is a blesser. He, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing and heavenly places in Christ. The Father is a healer. His name is Jehovah Rapha. It doesn't mean what he does. It means who he is. He is that, Jehovah Rapha. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Father loves his children. Acts chapter, or not Acts, 1 John, or John 3, 16 and 17. Father wants you to be in his presence. Acts chapter 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. If you, if you got this thing, well, since I started serving the Lord, it just got hard. Hey, God, I'd love to sit down beside you and put my arm around you, but I'm going to spare you. <laughs> you know, we, if you've got this thing, oh, it's hard being a Christian, you need to get saved. You need to... You need to maybe get another jump start. You are, probably you just need to be discipled to the place where you see where the Father, what the Father really likes you. Father loves you. The Father is not against you. The Father is for you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Thank you, Lord. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place. Matthew 11, come unto me. Revelation 4.1. After these things I looked up and behold a door standing open and a voice which I heard was like a, was like a trumpet speaking to me saying, come up here. Why does he want us to come up there? So we can be with him. You know who Enoch is? Anybody remember who Enoch is? He walked with God and God took him. God says, you've been walking with me so long, why don't you just come home with me? I was always wondering what his wife thought about that. He was 65 years old. Of course, back then they were living 900 years. He's, he's only a baby. But he's married. He had kids. He doesn't come home anymore. So I just, just a thought. What, what, would, what would you think, Gretchen, if Lynn just didn't come home? He just got on his boat and decided. <laughs> I'm not speaking a word. I'm just talking. It's just God, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> we just walk with God, and all of a sudden, God says, I, I've been having such a good time with you. Why don't you just come up to my house? Because my house is a very, very, very fine house. <laughs> Last scripture. The Spirit and the Bride say, come. Once we realize how good it is, 
how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, then we realize that, you know, other people need to hear. You know, if you just tell your face to smile, probably uh, it shocks some people. Smile at people that you don't normally smile at. Keep them wondering. You can smile at me. If you want to practice, you can smile at me. Okay? You ought to see some of the faces I get sometimes. But, <laughs> like, especially now, hey, man, this is Father's Day. It's time to quit. We're definitely behind the Methodists and the Baptists now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have pre, I have, I was a Methodist. And when I was in the Navy, I, pre, uh, I sang at two Catholic churches, two Catholic services every Sunday. I was in the Navy choir. Hey, man. You got to love it all. You got to love all the body. That means you got to love each other. If you want to make the Father happy, you just love, love one another. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Anybody ready to go? Nobody wants to admit it. I guess I could preach on some more. I think that's I could think of. You know, uh, hey, did you know that it, the, in the Revelations it's called the everlasting gospel? <laughs> so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless the fathers right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that they are not fearful or intimidated. I thank you, Lord God, for a new a, a, new, uh, a new experience with you, Lord. Father God, that they are going to experience you in such a way, Lord God, that's going to capture, recapture their hearts. Lord God, it's going to draw them, Lord God, into the very presence of God by your power and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless the fathers in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you.